Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Now, the Bram Weinstein Show on Washington's new home for sports. ESPN 630. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Woo. We have had a run the last few years with all of our teams trading away major, Burn major players. Burn it down. That's not what's happening right now. Well, They're not burning it down. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. I know. They're not. We still have an hour to go before the trade deadline is up. I do know there are a couple other players the commanders would trade, namely Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. if there was an offer for him. Yeah. If there isn't, they'll play it out with him and see where we are at the end of the year. But as you all know by now, Montez Sweat and Chase Young were both traded yes. today. I've kind of known for a few days that Montez Sweat was going to be traded. I think he knew that, too. Yeah. I think he thought he was going to the Atlanta Falcons. And that didn't end up happening because the Bears came along and offered them a better pick. Well, you're going to take a draft pick from the Bears these days because of including, how much they suck. So. Including what I think is a higher one that even Atlanta offered. Yeah. Like I think I think Atlanta's offer, it, it's my belief it was a third-round pick. They were holding out for something better. They got it. After Leonard Williams got a second and a fifth, I thought the number was a two for either Young or Sweat, sure. frankly. Yep. And uh, they got a second-round pick for Montez Sweat. There are no injury issues to deal with. So Chase Young goes for a third-round pick to San Francisco now that Sweat was traded. If you are surprised that Chase Young was traded after Montez Sweat, I'm here to tell you don't be. Yep. That the that him getting moved was only all going to be about a market materializing, mm-hmm. which we hadn't heard much of up until the last 24 to 48 hours where teams were finally poking around. It's my understanding that the Bears were interested in talking about both of them. And that once the second round pick came out, it became a, well, this is the one we prefer. And so here's how I kind of feel about it. Like, I think this, it stinks that they had to do it. I think for all of us that have followed this for a long time, there was never a chance that all four of these guys were coming back. Yep. Once they had signed Allen and Payne, that we knew from the winter on that it's going to be one of these two getting a contract and not the other. And the more likely one, because of injuries, was Montez Sweat. But if Chase Young comes back and looks like the guy that we drafted four years ago, I think everyone would be open to the possibility that maybe we should stick with the higher ceiling guy. Yeah. Um, then he had the summer, and he got a stinger in his neck, and he missed a lot of time. And then he came back, and I would largely say that for a period of time, about a month, after, because don't forget, he missed the first game. After he came back, he looked way better than he did by the end of the year. Not that I was surprised by that, because in the spring and summer, he started to look like himself again. Right. And he didn't look tentative anymore, and he looked potentially powerful. I, I also did find it, and I know this is a trend in the NFL where guys are standing up more. Yeah, he's, he was doing that literally on Sunday. Constantly. Yeah. He was doing that literally the last drive of the game, I think, or one of the last drives. I don't recall the coaches coaching him up to do this. Oh, okay. So why was he doing this? Yeah. 
Well, that's, what why, that's why it was weird, because I don't ever see Sweat doing it or James Smith Williams or any other edge I rushers. I know I've seen, like, Hutchinson, Hutchinson does it a little bit. Miles Garrett kind of got famous for going in the middle of the line sure. and doing this a little but bit. But I'm saying, on this team specifically, I literally never yeah. saw it unless it was him. And it was Actually, happening on Sunday. I don't see a lot of guys doing that in general, and he does it a ton. So why is he doing that? Like, I don't really know. He's the one with the pass rushing coach or whatever, right? Like, it was, isn't that well documented that he's, you know, got somebody in his ear? He's yes. always had someone in his ear pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so him being dealt, though, you know, honestly, off of the last couple of years, mainly because of injuries, I had a hard time believing that this team had a desire, no matter who was making the decisions, to sign him to the type of contract that was probably going to be necessary to keep him. I wish him the best of luck with the 49ers. I'll be really interesting to see him at the end of the year. I think it's going to be really fun and cool. And this is one of those times where, boy, I wish it happened differently. Because when we drafted him, I thought he was going to be you know, one of the few faces of an actual literal turnaround. Like sure. he was going to be on the guy on the field. We had drafted hometown guy, freakish athlete, amazing in college, like everything lined up. He, his second half of his rookie year was outstanding. Their defense had a tremendous, you know, had, had a okay year, actually that first year. Okay year. Right. No, no, no. They were, no, they were, they, top were, they were good. He was rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year. He had a ton of sacks in the second half of the season. Um, it had really game started breaking plays too. I yes. mean, he had that Burrow fumble, the 49ers return. Yep. I mean, he looked, he looked for all intents and purposes like the number two overall edge rusher. I mean, second year comes along. The whole summer is spent talking about quote unquote maturity. Mm-hmm. They were talking about him. Yep. All right. You know, Rivera wouldn't say it personally, but we all knew. Yep. And he was talking about him and that he basically wasn't doing what they were asking him to do. Right. In some ways it meant we want you. You're a powerful guy. You should be scaring the crap out of other tackles. You should line up, put your hand down, run into them. And by the time the third quarter runs around, they're not going to want anything to do with you anymore. Yeah. And that's when you're going to blow a game up. He didn't play that way. They didn't like his stutter steps. They didn't like his game. They didn't like who was in his ear. They were trying to get him to do things otherwise. And then, unfortunately, he got injured. Remember, he had no sacks, basically. Yeah. Right, right. So they were mad about— he had no sacks, and he looked ineffective. That ineffective. Yeah. He, was, he was playing the game the way that made them uncomfortable. They were not coaching him to play this yeah. way. They were trying to get him to play differently. He was undisciplined. He was not getting in the part of the defense. This used to frustrate the interior linemen, and they used to talk about how this whole thing— and you'd watch it and go, these guys aren't coordinated. They're doing things, and they're, they're not clearly communicating with one another like yeah. Alan or Payne doesn't know he's about to do this and that you got two seconds to get this stuff right or else you get burned yep and then he got hurt unfortunately and it was a serious injury like more serious than it appeared in the first place and last year I really don't blame him for any of what happened because what he ended up having done was a very very serious injury to his knee it was multiple ligaments it was his meniscus they had to operate on both knees to get the first knee right right and so last year to me was just a wash. And there yep. was really, I have no complaint about it. And I know he came back and I know he played in those last few games. And I know he looked okay. But it, that it Niners just, game, funny yeah, enough, he, he looked, looked fine. looked really good. Like he looked good. He I mean, needed to get in his own head that he was okay. It yeah. took about three, four weeks for them to really push him onto the field because he was cleared to go, but he was not protecting. Correct. I was watching yeah. practice every, you know, every week and because they'd let me watch. And all these reports would come out, and they would say he's going to play. And I was watching practice, going, "No, he's not." But I mean, I couldn't say anything, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not going to betray the team. But I knew he wasn't because not because the doctors didn't say he could. He wasn't confident in his knee. Yeah. He wasn't protecting himself. And if he went out there like that, 
um, he would have gotten hurt again because, you know, Trent Williams doesn't care. You'll run him over. Sure. Yeah. And he, if you don't protect yourself well or you don't have confidence in yourself, you can't go out there. You're going to get hurt again. You're going to hurt the team, too, because they're going to target right. you immediately. Right. They're gonna, exactly. They see the wounded person. They're going to go after him immediately. So last year to me was a total wash. Then this year, you know, it was it was all let's wait and see. <laughs> As you should with a player that was that high well, and has shown flash the potential. One. How happy is he to be here? I think it was a reasonable question to ask. Right. Two, uh, is his knee healthy enough that we can rely on him to be a reasonable facsimile of what he was pre the injury? Don't know yet. Three, is he going to get on board with how they want him to play within the context of this defense? And then four, what do you do contractually because you have to make a decision? Right. Question one, unanswered. They, Rivera would go on to say often, I talk to him all the time. How much? I don't know. Are they on the same page? Never really seemed like it. Do yep. they dislike each other? Never got that feeling at all. Mm-hmm. But they clearly never saw eye to eye about, you know, this is the way a star NFL player plays <laughs> in this league to become an even bigger star NFL player. Yeah. Right. Part two. What kind of shapes he going to be in? Well, that was answered quickly. He looked good. He worked out. He got himself in shape. He was working out with his people, whether it was, you know, through his own camps or through his personal coach, the guy who's from Ohio State. And he looked ripped, cut, fast. The second he did come back for anything in the spring, I was like, okay, here we go. He looks great. And in the summer, he did, too, before the next stinger injury, which led to part three. Will he incorporate himself back in the defense the way they want him to? Well, there's two two ways to go about this. Do you motivate him? You motivate him by not picking up his contract, which was answer number four. They decided not to pick up the fifth-year option. Yeah. I personally felt like, and I'll reiterate, that that was a mistake. From a pure asset management standpoint, From yes. that <laughs> standpoint yeah. alone, I think it was a mistake. Now, they had to know that he was going to be healthy enough to warrant having that picked up because it is guaranteed money fully, even for injury. So if he was never really himself, they had to make this decision before training camp. So if he came back and he is 60, 70% of the guy that we thought we'd get, they're on the hook with him for a guaranteed 20 something million dollars next year for a guy who's not going to be able to perform at the level that you'd want him to on the other side of it. We had this, which was, if you're not going to extend Montez Sweat, you are in this situation in perpetuity. And if you start five and three, or you start better than that, you just go, let's roll the dice and see what happens. But when you have a start like this, this was foreseeable that the vultures are circling and going, which one's it going to be, guys, if not both of them? And that weighs on people. It made it became an albatross and an anchor on the organization. And so I think this is complicated. Like, I'm not absolving the organization for putting themselves in the position that they are today, which is they lost both of them partially because of what is clearly a reset, partially because I'm not sure that they wanted to extend Chase Young beyond this season. Yeah. You know, sweat's a different story, I think, but you do have to make a calibration here. You have two guys making 20 plus million dollars a year. Are you going to have a third? And if he's not going to put the numbers up that you need to warrant doing it, are you going to do it? And if you aren't, 
then you got to take the best offer available because you can't let somebody like this walk. So that's where we are today. You know, did they make a mistake in the spring by not picking up the option and giving themselves more, I guess, leash on Young to decide whether they'd want to do this now and not be leveraged into doing it now? I think so. But it would have been an interesting bet because if he came back and wasn't pre-injury Chase Young or close to it, it's bad. Yep. So they had to make a tough decision. I said at the time, and I'll reiterate now because Chase looked pretty good this year. Sure. I didn't think that was the right thing to do unless you're going to extend sweat and then you're just controlling an asset now. Because they didn't, this was so predictable the whole time. It also goes along with there were, and I, in my opinion, too many players on expiring contracts coming in this year. It was a tinderbox to have this many guys that are all playing for contracts at the same time. Yeah, right. And, and not only that, you threw the biggest log on the fire once it was already going, essentially, by yes. not picking his option up, too. Like, in addition to all yes. the other deals, you're throwing on the most valuable, the, the literal most valuable draft pick you have made here, this regime has made, yes. was him. And now, all yep. of a sudden, you made it a story on top of everything else. I do think their careers are separate to me. I don't think yeah, that yeah. they're the same. Yeah, yeah, I would you know, that. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, one, Montez did miss some time with that broken jaw thing, and he had a tragic thing happen in his family, and he missed a little bit of time at the yep. end of one year. But largely, he's been pretty healthy and reliable for them. And he's been good, not spectacular. And yep. the marching orders for him in the offseason was you've got to finish these plays. First couple games of the year, he came out. Killing people. Guns are blazing. Yeah, yeah. Guns are blazing. I'm like, here we go. Deron Payne part two. This guy wants the money here. It significantly slowed after those first couple of games for the line across the board, yeah. which I want to talk about as well, because they've been the singular disappointment of the year to me this year is them collectively, not just the two of these guys, yes. but like them collectively. I'm not absolving Payne or Allen from their defense having the rankings and the yardage totals and the points allowed because they're a big part of that too. They already were paid, right? They already were paid. Sure. In Young's case, I think it's different. He's had serious injuries. I think there is a bar that is not unreasonable to ask of the number two overall pick. You know, you were anointed a superstar in sponsorship, by draft position, and your ability. You need to live up to that. And I don't think he did. Now, some of it is not his fault because he had serious injuries, and I don't blame him for that. Like, that happens, and it's really unfortunate. But the stuff before it, his rookie year, the first half of his second year, and then this year, to some degree, not in the same pre, you know, pre the injury, but to some degree, you want to be a superstar, you got to be one. Yep, correct. I had yet to see it, except for a very small, short period of time in the second half of his rookie season. Tom Boswell wrote a piece basically calling him a bust. That week, he woke up, had like two or three sacks, and from that point forward— That was forward, the Burrow game, I believe it was, mm-hmm. where he hit him at the goal line and got the right. ball. Yeah. It started the ball rolling. He had the strip sack fumble, mm-hmm. touchdown against Arizona. He had an amazing sec- eight-game run, basically. Second half of the season, it was a big—it was the reason they ended up in the playoffs. Their defense was top five, while their offense had no quarterbacks and a mess— and they got to the playoff down division, but the defense did it for him. And he was a big, big, big part of that. Year two, 
the red flags were up in the summer when they're saying what's his maturity level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the defense starts beyond slow, never really recovers. Yeah. And then he gets hurt. And now it's hard to judge him. Year three, I, I knew he wasn't going to play to week eight. I don't know why they kept telling the media he might come back earlier than that. I knew he was never going to play before that. From that point forward, I'm not going to get mad at the guy for slow rolling his way back into the lineup because it was a serious injury, and I'm sure he was nervous yeah. about his body. Like I don't want to, I don't want to go too crazy with him on that. They did have to literally hold his hand and drag him onto the field to just show him he's okay. That, so uh, that's one thing I'll reiterate on is that I didn't like, and I'm with you in the modern. Not just the NFL, every league. Guys that come back from injury, I try not to judge them hard at all, especially yeah. with how much money is at stake if you get hurt again, right? But that one was questionable to me last year when they were in the I mean, in the thick of a playoff run. Yeah. Like they were never out of it. They needed help. They needed every piece they could to make a run last year in the last third of the season. And you can we can rehash how bad that, that that last third of the season was where they tied the Giants, then lost to them, then lost yeah. to the Browns. Like, it's we needed what, him to play. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. And, and now, my thing, how my, effective would he have been after what I was watching in practice? I'm sitting here with a little more knowledge of what's sure. going on here going, I really, while I would love for him to play, the what I'm seeing in practice, he'd be a liability, so I'd rather him not. I, I'm with you, but at the same time, like the um, use a use a uh, analogy from our guy Doc. Uh, the intestinal fortitude of some of these players on this team was tested last year, and when it, he wasn't at least trying to come back in the middle of a run like that, where the most fun you have is trying to go on a run with your teammates. Yeah. That's the one that started to rub me the wrong way more than anything else. Because the end of last year was very difficult too. It wasn't just him. Yeah, there were guys uh-huh. that did not play. With, yes, you know, and Doc and others, all the ex-players. Every time exactly, we talked up, about it. Yeah, I mean, we had a few of those last year. You know, William Jackson got let go, necessary, uh-huh. but they got let go because he didn't want to play. Right, exactly. And he's like feigning like he's got. You know, uh, sciatica or something. Right. And I remember that was, because that was he early. Was was it he? Philadelphia? Yeah, against the Eagles. Yeah, it was like we five put or on six. This crazy limp. And I remember looking at him, going, "I can't believe this guy doesn't want to play in this game. Yeah, doesn't want to play in it. Right. They're playing the Eagles. Like they, you don't want to play in this game. And by the end of the year, you know, this is kind of overlooked, but there were prominent defensive players that had, you know, injuries. But not the kind where you're in a walking boot. Right. Or the doctor says you literally can't play. Exactly. And he wasn't the only, like, there were others at the end of the year that didn't, I'm not going to name them, but like, you go look, that did not play. And I remember sitting there going, guys, we're in a playoff run here. It's December. Yep. Like, come right. on. Exactly. And he, come was, on. and he was one of them. And he was. His. It was a very serious injury he had. I know, I know, but very the fact serious. that it, it seemed like he wasn't even giving it a go. We weren't even getting that the That was not just an ACL. That was a very serious injury. I, I want to be fair to him because I he's he he's he didn't live up to his potential. So on some level, I'm disappointed today that this is where we are, sure. that he got traded, you know, before a second contract. I Because I when they drafted him, I went, here we go. This is Dexter Manley. Like, this is Lawrence right. Taylor. Right. Like, we just got a guy that's going to, uh, is going to, Murder the NFC East for the next 10 years. Sure. They're going to hate him. He's our Micah Parsons. He's gonna, you're going to hate this guy if you're right. a Cowboys, Eagles, or Giants fan. It just didn't play out that way. And it's very 
that's hard to take. Sure. Honestly, when you get somebody you think is going to be revelatory for the team, but as it went along, um, it became clear he was never going to be that guy for us. No, I mean, at least I'll say this on the other side of the coin of all of this is, you know, if this was the Snyder run team, we would give him the second chance and try to make sure it works until his his value was nothing. Right. That's what happened every single time under Dan. Go look at the Cousins situation. Yeah. Right. Kirk proved himself time and time again that he was a starting caliber quarterback. I think five <laughs> years ago, Dan Snyder would have just signed him to sign him. Correct. Not even really. Exactly. And not even really put any right. kind of nuanced thought into it whatsoever. Yes. He's Chase Young. He's one of our guys. He's a star. Right. I'm not getting rid of him. Just give him whatever <laughs> he wants. He's from here, all that. Yeah, yeah. Meantime, you know, like <laughs> the production and the injury history suggests I would hit the brakes. Yes, yes. I, but I I'm pretty convinced five, six years ago. We would have never traded him. No, no chance. You and like I said, even if all the evidence was you should. You're right, right. No, right. That, that's what I'm getting at here. They would have waited till his value was literally zero to try yes. to do anything. And here it is. Seems like there's an adult at the uh, driver's seat yes. now in Harris, where he's going get what you can for these couple of guys if the price is right. And it seems like the price yeah. was right. The, the reality with Chase too is is this: he does have serious injuries in his background now. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. Um, I have a hard time, and I've had a hard time all year, believing that they were going to warrant signing him to the type of contract that even if he performed at the level that we'd hope he would, whether they'd be able to do it. I mean, partially because Allen and Payne are paid and they're making the salaries that they're making, which means you'd be adding an even bigger one to a group that's already a big portion of your cap, right? That's number one. Number two, the injury history now, I don't blame him for it. It just is what it is. It's hard to come around to this is what it's going to be unless he bounces back from it and looks like the guy you drafted, which he hasn't. I I mean, he just hasn't. He's been good. He's not been great. He's been good. We're halfway through the season. He has five sacks. He's got a lot of hurries and pressures. He has not turned a game upside down whatsoever. Yeah, he's had the good last, games, and that's it. Though. He's had good games. Yeah. His be- he was the best player on the field on defense against Chicago in a game where they got rolled over, mm-hmm. but he was the one on film where I went, you know what, at least that guy showed up and played hard. Correct. Yeah. I can't say that for a lot of these other guys on this team, but he showed up and played hard. You know, like, but the idea of giving him 25 to $30 million a year, you know, off of what we've seen over the last three and a half years really I don't know like I I just I didn't I had never thought that that was plausible I still think from a roster management standpoint that they should have picked up the fifth year option so we're not here today it would have been a tough bet but in my opinion if I were the GM would have been the bet I would have taken I didn't want both of these guys coming up on a contract at the exact same time if I could help it sure And because they allowed that to happen, here we are today. And the Bears, who came along, what two and six team goes and acquires players? Yes. yes. Second year in a row, they've done this, right? (laughs) Who does that? Right. And they have to extend them. Like, they came along. It's the hardest thing to do in the league. (laughs) I don't know this for a fact, but I will tell you this in my heart of hearts. I am convinced that if they wanted Chase Young, that. They would have gotten him for the second round pick, and I'm not sure Montez would have been traded. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe. That's what I think. Yeah. And I don't know this, but that's what I think. A second round pick, and I believe that Washington was willing to give them either one of them. Clearly, they traded both. Yeah, yeah, right. Either one of them. I bet secretly they hoped the Bears wanted 
Chase. Yeah, right. And if they had taken him, then I think management might have thought differently about Montez. That Falcons deal's been sitting on the table for two days. Right. Two days. Yeah. Turns out the Bears wanted him. I'm sure they went back to Atlanta and said, do you want to do something better than this? Because if they did get them to do something better than that, they could have turned around to Chicago and said, you can still have Chase Young for that price. Right, right. Didn't happen. Atlanta must have held firm, decided not to do it, so they had to take what they were going to take. If I find out Atlanta was offering a first-round pick for Montez Sweat, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) But I'm going to assume they didn't. Otherwise, Washington would have taken that. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, I think we should go uh, revisionist history, though. The Bears were always one of the teams linked to Chase Young yeah. in those reports. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how like the Ravens feel today because it seemed he was always linked with them for a yeah. third round. Pick, I and... I was having a hard time with the idea of trading him up there. Sure. I just I feel like I just not. That I'm just saying. Just I just of a, prominent players between these two franchises, knowing that they compete for eyeballs and engagement in this region. I just feel like a prominent player going there. It's the same reason why I was like, Lamar's not going to be traded. They'd have to eat it and sign him even if they didn't want to because they can't let him come here. They they, they can't. And I know that Chase Young's not Lamar Jackson, but I do think on some level, I don't know how you answer the phone and trade him to Baltimore. And these owners know... You know, like what it's not like they're for, they're so out of touch that they don't know that that's the case. They're literally competing with them. I don't know how you send one of your more prominent players to them. What if he's a star there? Right. I mean, you just you yeah. can't take that risk. Sure. I, mean, I don't think you can. I still stand by what I said when we had this discussion a month or two ago about a defensive end doesn't steal eyeballs from. No, one team. no, but it just it doesn't look good. Like, let's just say they go on to win the Super Bowl. He's standing up on the podium with them. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, I guess. You know, it just doesn't look... And then, you know, now he becomes, I'm Mr. Raven forever. You know, like, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, like, that's not good. Uh, All right. I, there are two tweets to get to. Uh, one of them uh, from Kime saying that they are done dealing for the day. Um, okay. That basically the... the so that means nothing came in for Gibson. Yeah, and I think more specifically, because it just because it heated up today, was the uh, Brissett train a little bit was starting to mm-hmm. heat up. Well, Minnesota did something else. Right, and I guess... I th- guess Cleveland thinks Deshaun's coming back. Uh, I guess so. I also, I, yeah. I forget who tweeted it, said that I guess Washington's asking price for Brissett was a lot. And then when um, Minnesota made their move and it was only a late pick swap, that yeah. basically they weren't going to trade Brissett because the, the asking price was too high. That guy's had quite a year, Josh Dobbs. <sighs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> quite a year. Yes, yes. Slightly dramatic yeah. for a guy that no one expected to even be known, probably. Uh, he would have, <laughs> at this point, started for Cleveland at some point. Yes, yeah, yeah. He did start for Arizona uh-huh. and will start for Minnesota. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Uh, the second tweet from Adam Schefter, which I think is interesting, maybe not important. Players traded away today from Josh Harris-owned teams. <laughs> Chase Young, Montez Sweat, James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Philip Petrusev. Uh-huh. He's had quite a day. <laughs> a lot of guys he doesn't have to pay anymore. <laughs> Trick or treat, Josh. What know. a Halloween I, he's I don't had. Know. He slept at all, I guess. Happy Halloween, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is his, this is his holiday yep, now. He's taking over Halloween. All right, we'll continue our discussion of Chase and Montez both traded today. Big change for the Commanders organization. Brand Watch the Show, ESPN 630, the Sports Capital.
Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> it's our new holiday. I, the NFL had to think, why did they do it on Halloween? Uh, I think it's just, it's Tuesday. It just happened it's on Tuesday, it? It's Tuesday. It's, you know how this is. This is, yeah. the, this is a dead day for the league. Yeah, I know. There's no pressers. Just sucks. No media. On, you know, I'm going to go trick-or-treating with my kids tonight, and i got to sit there and have a conversation about us trading away <laughs> our two stud defensive ends. Does Archer have a Chase Young jersey? Uh-huh. Is that the first one he's lost for the Commanders? Let me think about that. I think he's only got that in McLaurin, got, if I remember. He's got two McLaurins. Good, good, good on you. Good, good dad move there. I've wanted to get my daughter a Brian Robinson jersey, but his uh, touches have keep going down and... <laughs> I want to ask some questions I, I before I the... do that because I actually, his stock was going up, <laughs> up, up for me this year. Uh, let so. me just pro tip for somebody that still buys jerseys often. For this team, no quarterbacks ever until it's proven otherwise. What about slinging Sam? I don't know. Give me, give it another year. Okay. Give it another year. Well, we'll see who's doing that. C- correct. And then um, this is just in general, never buy a running back jersey ever. I don't care how I good they, they are. Some of them are classic. Like, if someone's walking around with a Walter Payton jersey on, no, no, no. I'm talking on you. now. On this, now. Oh, now? No, I'm talking current. I think if you have a Titans Henry jersey, you're going to be all right for a long time. You let that, that one play out, though, for five or six years, though. I think if you have a though. Giants Barkley jersey, I think you're going to be all right with that one. <laughs> I don't know about that yeah. one. That's questionable. I don't know. He's pretty darn good. He'll always be very good. Fine. So. He's from there, so I'll give you from that. There. He's from there. But, yeah. like, Robinson, no, no. No, not right now. I just like eight. I think it looks good. Sleek. It's a good number. I agree, but wait till someone else is wearing it. Uh, Kaim has tweeted that the commanders are done, that this is it. Yeah. So, uh, so um, one, relief. Not that I thought this was happening at all. I got even no sense of it. They are not stupidly trading John Allen. So yeah. he's not going yeah. anywhere. Two, um, Cam Curl. It would make a lot of sense to me, and I felt this way, and I think I said this yesterday. Partial, part of it is internal knowledge, and part of it is just my feeling, too. I would approach him with a contract now. And okay. uh, try to get a deal done because I don't, you know, it doesn't matter who the staff is. I think he's a very good player. Now, I want to know what the number is. And sure. I, I've talked about this a lot. If he has in his mind that he's going to end up getting a really crazy deal from somewhere else, um, then I think you got to let him test the market, unfortunately. Um, and that may happen. But I would approach him early and, and give him what I think is a market deal. They have a lot of cap room. They're clearly not spending on a defensive end now. Yep. So I would approach him and to, as a, sh- a sign back to the team, hey, we do value people here. Like, this is going to be a this is gonna be a shock. You know, you could have your feelings about how you feel about Montez and Chase. They're very talented players. And teams don't typically get rid of very talented players and it not reverberate through the locker room. So I think it would be a nice sign back to the team if they got a deal done with him to say, we're not fire sailing this whole thing. Yeah. Like, and we know he's really good. You know he's really good. He's here to stay. So I would approach him if I were them. I was hoping they would do the Caps move with him. Like, hey, here's what we're looking at for a contract. Are we in the same ballpark? And if they were, you don't deal them. And all of a sudden, if it wasn't, then maybe you see what's maybe out there. Maybe you do, but, but the but problem he's, is he's not going to have a market like this. Correct, and he's also and one of those— People forget this. They just think everybody's worth like a third or fourth or pick. They're not, actually. Yeah, yeah. The Quarterbacks other, are, 
players of this caliber are, I don't think the league sees him that way. I agree, and I also think Curl is one of those players. You and I have this discussion all the time. There are players in this league specifically that are so much more important to your team. Yes, he's one of than, them for us. Than when yes. you trade him to somewhere else and he's just an also yes. man. So he's one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, like Atlanta is mourning the loss of Grady Jarrett today. Yeah, right. Grady Jarrett's <laughs> going to go in their ring of honor. He's a really great defensive lineman. Nobody outside of Atlanta <laughs> thinks that he would change anybody's team. That's right, yeah, exactly. I think Fletcher Cox falls in this category. Yeah, I agree like He's that. just a great, he's a very, very, very good player who's going to go in their ring of fame. But if he had left and gone somewhere else, he would have gotten a lot of money and disappointed a lot of people because yes. they would have expected him to do this. Right. You know, um, it appears now, I think they would have traded Antonio Gibson, but I guess they didn't get an offer. Which, probably probably was, well, if, if a quarterback's being dealt for a late pick swap, then I'm guessing that would have been a seventh round swap or something like that. I mean, I argued, I'm glad they didn't trade Kendall Fuller. I talked about this yesterday. Yep, I don't know right. if there was a market for him or not. There, there may or may not have been. Um, there's a lot of other contracts like Charles Leno, Sadiq Charles. There was never going to be a market for any yeah, of those yeah. players right now, right? Uh, Brissett. I don't know what they were asking for. I know they were open to doing it, but they wanted a price for him. I think that's silly because, honestly, he's not going to be back here next year. Or it's extremely unlikely he's going to be back here next year. Like, are yeah. they going to spend that much for a backup quarterback again? Probably not. If they like Hal, whoever's making that decision— then you're not going to spend that much for a backup quarterback because why would you? Right. And then if you don't like Hal, you're getting a starting quarterback <laughs> and you're not paying this amount of money. So I would have moved Brissett. Right. That's a move I would have made. I would have been like, you know what? If something happens to Hal, oh, well, we're going to have to play from, you know, but like, but like Brissett's not saving us. So let's That's just, let's asset management. They brought him in to compete. Hal won the job. He's a great teammate, great guy, and he's not going to be here next year. Move him. If right. there was a market for him, move him. Right, and what it just sounds like is that it was, I mean, it sounds like it was too high or just didn't seem worth it to move him, I guess, but Who knows? I Maybe they know. talked to him about it. Maybe they asked him, do you want to get traded? Maybe. I don't, the, you know, I, there, there's a human element to this sometimes yeah. with certain guys. They're like, do you want to get moved? Because, like, did Minnesota call after before they got Josh Hobbs? Maybe. Right, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they went and acquired a guy, so I'm sure they called around to everybody to see what it was. And the only other one that I actually, I advocated once I heard Curtis Samuel was limited in practice all week to not play him Sunday. Right. Just make him inactive. Because what if there's a market for him? He also has an expiring contract. They have Terry who's paid and Jahan who needs to be paid in two years. They're not re-upping with him. Not at the price point. Like, if he's going to come down in price point, then he'll may or again, who are the coaches like may or may not stay. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So I would have tried to move him once he got hurt and left the game on Sunday. I went, well, they're not trading him now. Yeah, That's yeah. over with. Yep. Right. And maybe they didn't want to, but he's another one that I would have looked at and gone. I wonder if there's a market for him. Well, now that he's hurt, there's not. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so I would have deactivated him Sunday and held him out and blamed an injury and see what happens. Yeah, right. And if no one gets him, he goes back in. DNP, illness. Illness. No, well, he was injured during the week. Yeah, I, no, 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 I know. I he know. had like a foot injury. <laughs> I know. So anyway, so there's that. Um, as for, you know, Montez, because I've talked a lot about Chase. Montez Sweat um, was a very good player here. I think the Bears got a very good player. What they're going to find out now is – is he a $25 million a year player? Right. 
as opposed to whoever they could pick in the second round who they'd pay $3 million. Correct, exactly. And I would argue that he's not. I would argue that he's really good. But I just think the price point on this team with who they've paid on the defensive line and are committed to, I just think squeezed him out uh, from getting that kind of money. Yeah. If Payne or Allen did not ascend to the levels that they did, I would argue, and I think this is what they did last year, if Payne doesn't become Payne, we're going to sign one of these DNs and we're going to move on from him. Right. But because he did what he did, they paid him and they made their own bed. And they just decided this is where the money is now. And frankly, I would argue over the course of the four years together with these four players that actually it's the interior linemen who have largely been more predictable, better, and overall the all-pro, Pro Bowl-level players on this team. So that's where the money should be. If you're going to pay market rate for somebody, they have to ascend to these levels. Yep. And like this is hard because... I, like everybody, wanted that group to be the reason why we turned this team around. They did not win a playoff game together. Mm -hmm. Is that their fault? No, not entirely. Did they elevate us to a place where we were regularly in it? No, they didn't. In two of the years, including this one, the defense has been on the whole a liability. That's right. Yep, exactly. We've spent all this money, all this draft capital, and our defense is bottom two. We have five first-round picks. No, six. We have six first-round picks playing out there. That's right. Six. Four on the defensive line, a linebacker, and a corner. The corner keeps getting benched. The linebacker got moved out of the position they drafted him for, and the four defensive linemen have all been singularly at times great, uh, collectively at times great, and then often nowhere to be found. That's right. Yep. Allen and Payne... Uh, I mean, what I hope now, and I, I have no, I have no pause in saying this. I think our defense is going to be competitively better moving forward mm-hmm. for the rest of this year, mm-hmm. next year, and beyond. Not having premier edge rushers is going to be an interesting <laughs> sure. problem. Yeah. And if they don't have a pass rush next year, people are going to point back and go, you know, you could have had either Montez Sweat or Chase Young. You chose to have neither, and sure. that'll be a fair criticism of them. But I think for this year moving forward, I do think that we get take some of the tension out of the room. Um, are they are the players that are going to replace them? James Smith Williams, Casey Tuhill, maybe Andre Jones gets some opportunity now. Maybe KJ Henry's active and gets some sure. opportunity yeah. now. We get to take a look at some of these yep. guys, but specifically Smith Williams and Tuhill on a play to play down to down fifty plays rotation. I got a hard time buying that it's going to be just fine. FA Obata is going to play a lot now, mm-hmm. uh, but will they will they be more competitive or maybe more structurally sound up front to what the coaches have been asking them to do? Uh huh. Right. I actually believe they will. Will they have the high end propensity for games getting turned around by sacks, fumbles, all that stuff? No. That's what those guys are supposed yeah. to be doing for you, and the promise is always there. We don't have athletes like that playing the position any longer. But will this team be worse than it's been? It kind of can't be. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I could say this because they have the worst scoring defense in the league. How could it be worse than That's this? Right. It can't maybe be. they'll <laughs> maybe they'll prove me differently this weekend. Because if Mac Jones goes twenty-one of twenty-two for five hundred sixty-eight <laughs> yards and six touchdowns, then I will come back in here and go, "Well, that didn't maybe go very not. well." <laughs> 
And if they go up there and they win 24 to 3 yeah. and totally shut them down because they played sound team defense, then maybe it will be the start of them just being generally more competitive again on that side of the ball. The story of this year is the defense has let this team down big time. Mm-hmm. I don't know who to blame. Is it personnel? Because we got what we paid for at middle linebacker, which is a very inexpensive you know, fill-in player for a linebacker who we thought could play this position but can't. Took a first-round pick who isn't ready. Right. Isn't ready. Yep. You know, the back end has been a little surprising because I actually thought they're really good back there, like with those safeties, but it has not been the case. How many big plays have we given up? How many? And then the front four, they get a lot of pressures. Right. They actually had a lot of seconds. It's funny. If you go read the the stats, the deep stats, you'll see that Washington's top 10 in like pressures, hurries, all these things, but they don't make any plays that stop it. Yeah. And will we be better because maybe some of the tension's out of the room? Will we be better... Because we now know what's coming and sure. everyone can get on the same page. Yeah, right. You know, I also do think, you know, we'll talk. Oh, let me talk about this next, which is what this signals about what's coming. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. The Commanders traded both Montez Sweat and Chase Young today. Chased for a third-round pick to the 49ers. Montez Sweat for a second-round pick to the Bears. Diana Rossini, who now works for The Athletic, tweeted this. The Washington Commanders are building. They now have five picks in the first three rounds, three in the top 50. Plus, they have Payne and Allen locked in at defensive tackle. The building seems thrilled right now. Which is an interesting thing to put in there because <laughs> I don't know who in the building is going to be making the decisions with those draft picks next year. Do you? Because I don't. Like, this type of move, listen, it, when you're in a position like this, it is on some level because of the failures of yeah. the organization to succeed on the field. And in the case of, say, I think Chase Young's an interesting one to bring up. Here's the second overall pick who never really ascended to become the player that we had hoped he would be. Is that on him? Is that circumstance by injury? Is that he didn't take to this coaching here? I don't know. It's right. probably all of it. It's probably all of it. Chase Young, to me, um, after thinking about it for a lot of, you know, for the last hour since he got traded, uh, I think it, Chase Young is the epitome of what the Ron Rivera era has been. Solid, never quite jumped up to the expectations, some bright moments that we can look upon, but overall... At the end of the day, if you were to pass or fail, you have to say fail. And that's what I would just chalk it up to. And it's not like it was this outright terrible thing. Like, I'm not saying it was that last year of Jay Gruden where it was embarrassing and we were literally ashamed to even watch the games that they were playing. But I think when it comes to Chase, he's an epitome of what this era was. They had a high draft pick. It was the first pick. They end up not even... He ends up not even really ever panning out to what yeah. they thought he would ever be. Not to mention, too, he's he's the epitome of what the tenure was off the field a little bit, too. He was drafted as a Washington Redskin right. and never played a game in the uniform. Like, you know, it's such an I think he was just a microcosm of the entire Rivera era, I think. But to, to, to tweet out the building seems thrilled. Yeah. How does the building know who's going to be making the choices with these draft picks I right think, now? I think, like, so 
That's a weird thing to write. I, I think, think it just um, is. Like I, I'm, just, I'm trying to be real here. Like I don't know what's going to happen, but at three and five and selling off a couple of your prominent players, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that like they are on some level resetting here, resetting for what future that we don't know, and that's what's going to be the story over the next couple of months. I hope they remain really competitive. I don't want to see them tank, and I don't actually think what they did today was a tank. Part of it was asset management because they had to do something with one of them. And frankly, the other one, I had a hard time buying that they were going to give a long-term contract to based mainly on the injury history. I just did not think that that was going to happen for a long time now. So they moved on. Nationally, it's going to look weird. I think us locally know that one of them was going to go no matter what. I still feel like they should have picked up the fifth-year option to not put themselves in this position where it looks and feels that way. But in the end, like if they spiral out and have a terrible record, I think we all know what's coming. Right. I, I think I'll I'll jump to a conclusion here off of what Diana wrote there. If the building means ownership, then yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Like <laughs> I don't know who in that building thr- seems thrilled that they traded off Chase Young and Montez Sweat right. today. After they're giving quotes about "give me my ring" when I when if I'm yeah, not yeah. here, right? That's what I'm saying. That's not a prominent part of what the future looks like to yeah. you. That's what I'm saying. I think if that's what she mean, if she means just by ownership, yes, I would agree with that. But I don't know anyone in that building that's got to feel like they have a safe job at the moment because I think we all know nobody it's coming. does. I think we all know it's coming now. Nobody know. <laughs> nobody right. This this was okay. So I thought this was interesting too. So the Bears put out Jalen Johnson's available. I yeah. think he's really good. Uh-huh. Like, I think he's really good. And if I were a GM, I'd inquire, what is it going to be? Yep. And here you are trading with this team. It feels like maybe there's a swap of, of assets you there. Need, you kind of need a stud corner because you don't have one right Guess now. what? That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why. Because you want to know why? Because the people who are dictating we're going to make some changes here said, I want draft capital. I don't want this front office picking other people to come in here because we're going to figure out who those people are when we decide who's making those decisions. And that decision hasn't been made yet. Yeah. Like they're doing this today, partially because it's the right thing to do, partially because they probably should do it no matter who's in charge. And I would like to think partially because the ownership wanted them to and told them to. We waited for this for a couple of weeks. I said it. When is the ownership going to exert some will on the football side? You just saw it today. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They didn't have to trade both of them. Correct. They could have, after they traded, they could have said, you got to trade one of them, get the best deal you can, because we can't sign both. And then they could have said, whoever's left over, don't do it. We're going to talk to that person after the season. That didn't happen. To the Bears' point. That didn't happen. To to the point if they did want to swap in and uh, get him. Um I've long said this, and I've been saying this for a couple years now because it's just happened. More and more trades are happening in the NFL, period, right? I've still long been a believer of trading for somebody and extending them is a little much. At least in this case, it would have been a player, but I understand why. They were the team all along that Mm -hmm. I was secretly hoping because they'd done this already. Yeah. And they made a mistake doing it. Correct. Yeah, which I find crazy, by the way. Now... Um, I will say this because I don't know a lot about Chase Claypool, right? Yeah. But I had heard. Yeah. yeah and yeah. when Pittsburgh goes, you know what? He wasn't even up for a contract. Right, right, exactly. It's, it, sweat needs to get paid. So there's yeah. that's the reason. Claypool, they were just like, you know what? I think we'll just move on from this guy. If That's not a red flag for yeah. you. I will say this to the Chicago people who might be concerned that this is happening. 
you're getting a very good professional, very good player. And who has who no did. pass rush, by the way. Every beat writer we had on that week was like, <laughs> their pass rush is so yeah. terrible. Right, but I mean, <laughs> the point is, like, if you're concerned that we gave up on somebody who might not be a good teammate, like mm-hmm. Chase Claypool has become, or yeah, not yeah. a professional, you have no concerns with that today. That is not going to be a problem for you. This guy's professional, very good. He's a high-end player. Yep. Is he going to become your Nick Bosa? I will believe it when I see it sure. because it didn't yeah. happen here. But you are getting a high-end player who you can rely on and will be a very good teammate. I can promise you that. The Chase Claypool thing blew up in your face because you didn't do the requisite research on his background yeah. and why Pittsburgh was getting rid of him. But I would say today, I think if I'm a Bears fan too, I would also be questioning my GM. This is the second year in a row that we're nowhere sniffing the playoffs and you're acquiring people with draft capital. What are you doing? Not only that. You're what giving, are you doing? You gave up a second round pick. You gave up Roquan Smith last year mm-hmm. and then paid more for somebody else's yeah. linebacker? What are you doing? The other part on this sweat one too is you gave up a second round pick, which was easily, obviously, more than anyone else was willing to give up. And look who he was playing next to. Like, he was playing against Allen and Payne and Chase. Yes. And, like like we've said, was very good. Never really great, though. You don't have to give him <laughs> a ton of attention. Yeah, right. Which is, like, what I'm getting at here, too, is I can't believe we're going to get a top 40 pick for a guy that, yeah. honestly, didn't make the plays that we expected him to next to those other guys. Yeah. Like, I'm completely at peace with that one. Yes. Like, I'm... This one works for me. That's all That's all I'm getting at with them. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford anything, wherever you listen. You uh, told me earlier during a break that you have an idea for the uh, marketing department for the sure. Commanders because they traded away two prominent players, which obviously signals that things are changing yep. and that they no longer firmly believe that there is a definitive playoff run in them. You know, who knows? Like, they may still remain competitive, and I, and I do think in some ways it's, it's possible that their defense could probably be a little more structurally sound. And frankly, they couldn't be any worse, honestly, yeah. than, than what they've been so far. And one of the two was, if you're paying attention, one of the two was always going to go. I'm, am I surprised they're both going, no. No, no, I mean. No. I think if Chase Young went first, I think there would have been a possibility that they would have hung on to Montez to try to figure it out, knowing they could tag him if they sure. had to. Once he went first... Right. I also yeah. I also think there was a there was a wrinkle about this too of you couldn't let them go for like fourth and fifth round picks. Like no, you no, no. needed you, well, the compensatory picks were better. Than yeah, that. yeah. So you were, but, but that just, wasn't going to happen. But I'm just saying, yeah. like the, the the market had to the, be right. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And the visual too of like telling the fan base. I know we got these picks. I know a lot. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying things like, "All they got was a third round pick for him." Are you aware? It's a depreciated value or depreciated uh, asset, I mean. Like, are you aware that he missed a year and a half yeah. with a serious injury and he, like, this year, go watch the games. Like, he's been good, but yeah. he's not been great. I, and his contract's up. Right. Are you paying him, from what you've seen over the last three years, are you paying him $25 million a year? Right. And I, I couldn't make an argument that you would. Mm-hmm. Not at this point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So... You know they had they had to make this. It's 
all of it ends up in it's a disappointment because that's not what I had hoped would happen here. I'd hoped for a very, very, very different outcome, but we are where we are. No, of course. And, you know, honestly, Chase getting moved to me was, I actually thought, the preferred scenario for the team. Mm. Them being both of them, you know, I, I, I knew Montez was getting traded for like 48 hours, 42, 48 to 72 hours. I knew he was being traded yeah. because the market was hot. And he was talking him. like he was too. I mean, and the market hadn't really materialized for Chase, I think, in a way that they had hoped it would because he, he did have a productive first half of the season. Not a great one, but a productive one in the he first half a of the season. Right. Um, in terms of marketing. Yeah. You want my idea on that? Yeah. All right. So we've already heard, especially from the Josina report, what, a month ago at this point, where. She had mentioned they were most disappointed in the Bears' loss, mainly because of ticket sales. Yeah, they were worried. And I've said this to you before. I've said it on the air and off the air. I'm actually surprised how weak the marketing has been to get people to buy back into this team and this franchise. I mean, you've got a literal new era without the former owner, with um, a set of faces that people like, like Allen and Payne and McLaurin and even Mm -hmm. Howell now. I honestly think you can market Howell in a different way. I've been disappointed in... He's like, top five passer right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Someone someone is posting graphics about how he and Patrick Mahomes' season is almost identical right now. Um, yeah. And what I'm getting at is... I don't think it will end up being no, that No, of course. Way, but, of course not. But it's know, fun. I don't want to be crazy. It's fun yeah. in week eight to have that comparison. Sure. But, like, I think you would agree with me here. This team used to do a full-court press if they wanted you to know about something. You would see it in print, digital, bus stops. You name it. You would see it all over the place. And with this, I just haven't seen the marketing of a new era that well, in my opinion. And we're in the space, too. So I should actually be seeing it even more than the normal person driving down Wisconsin Avenue or whatever, right? Here's what I would do for this year, because now you're really not going to sell any tickets. You have games against the Giants left, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and 49ers. 49ers. The two of them are the last two games of the season, and... One of them's New Year's weekend. New, yeah, New Year's. New Eve. Year's. Yeah, it's that's a tough. It's just tough in general. Yeah, it's a New Year's. That could be a very. I know the Niners fans travel pretty well, but are they coming here for There's, New Year's Eve? Right. Is there if their season's yeah. wrapped up? You think they're coming to FedEx Field? I don't think they are. The way so, they're going right now, they might be at a. I think I said before the season, I was like, watch <laughs> out. I'm like, Seattle's got a shot at them. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that being said, your home schedule for the rest of the year not favorable. That Cowboys game looks like it could be like last year where, and once again, this is the schedule makers, not the team, but could be for all intents and purposes meaningless if they win the division or they have their seed locked up or whatever. Here's what I would do. Full court press market it, get the marketing going right now because you got two road games, right? So you actually have some, some runway here to play with. You get the Patriots, you get the Seahawks, and then the Giants come to town. It gives you three weeks here to press the fan base a little bit. Here's what I would do. I would say we thank you for the support. If you want to get season tickets next year and be on board with a new era, I wouldn't say Ron's fired or anything like that. I wouldn't jump the gun on any of that stuff. But I would say if you want to get on board with this new era, pay for season tickets or pay up, pay, pay for the payment plan, whatever you need to do, and we'll give you the rest of this year for free. I don't you disagree give them, with you. You give four tickets, and, and here's, here's, what, here's what I think the main point is. You get tickets, they're non-transferable. So you can't just get them and then get the Cowboys game and just try to sell them to people. I agree with that. If and we that, give these to you, we need you to come. We need you to come you and support come. the team. You can't transfer them, right? And you're if not paying for them, right? You're not paying for them, but you can't transfer them Correct. to anybody. Correct. And so, yeah. if, that way, if you don't want to come, fine. But you're not going to make money off of it. That's but right. if you sign up with us and you stick with us for next year, 
We're going to give you the rest of the year for free. We're going to give you half a season for us to prove it to you that the game day experience is better, which you and I have talked about, is better. It is better. They put a lot of attention into it. Right. Like, you cover it. I go as a fan. I feel like I always need to tell people that. Mm -hmm. I have season tickets. So, by the way, hook up your season ticket holders that are right now that are still paying. But either way, I think you have a marketing opportunity in front of you here for the next three weeks because that's what it is until you play the Giants to get out in front of people and say, we need you to stick with us. We need you to come out and support the team. And we're not even going to make you pay for it. We're going to hook you up with everything you need to come to the game. And maybe that swings a little bit more of the fan base as yeah. well. Because that's something I think has been lacking. Like, it was a big deal when Dan sold. It was a big deal when we saw Harris out there holding the helmet up with Raj. But I'm honestly disappointed in how it just hasn't gotten to a fervor like I would have liked to see it. Mm-hmm. Even week one, it took him a little bit to sell that game out. Like... It only they only announced that sellout what three weeks before four weeks before something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. even then it wasn't as quick as I thought it was going to be. And so I think there's an opportunity here in front of them if there are people in the marketing office or front office that think, you know, this season's quote over with. I say no. I say I don't I think, think the season's over with. They are three and five. They are playing a two and six team this week, mm-hmm. and then they're playing the Giants again at home. Yeah. I don't think the season is over with. Like, I think they could win two of the next three. Like, going to see, asking them to go to Seattle and wins a, it's a tough, it's that was always a tough, a tough, that was always a tough, tough place game. to play. Yeah, yeah. But like, if they were to win two of three, that's five and six. So that means the last month, the schedule's brutal, but like things are on the table for yep. them. Right. To make a wild card. Like they, winning the division's over now. Sure. Like that's, they're, they had to split with the Eagles to even have a reasonable shot. They probably weren't going to win enough anyway. But, like, it was the only way. So that's off the table now. Yeah. The only shot here is sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. But that would, one, force them to remain competitive. Two, and which I don't think today changes any of this because, frankly, their defense has been terrible with both of them on the field the whole year. Yeah, yeah right. No, like, so, that, that's why I was a proponent of trading both of them. That's why I wanted them both traded. I, I was 50-50 on sweat. I, I really felt like they should trade Chase Young. I, just, I know it's hard pill to swallow, but like just based on the injury history and kind of knowing that it's going to be very difficult to warrant giving him the type of contract that would be necessary because of his stature, I just I felt like trading him was really the best. Let's let's just pull the Band-Aid off now. Don't make whoever's making the decisions down the road be culpable for that. Sure. Force it on this group. Yeah, yeah right, right. You know, and then for those of you, this is something else I want to say. For those of you that see this and signal, why is Ron Rivera still here today? I don't think there was ever really a movement to fire him. And I really don't actually feel like that that's the right thing to do at this point in time. I yeah, would yeah. just like how, how this plays out at the end of the year is how this plays out at the end of the year. I don't think there is somebody on the staff that you automatically elevate. I do. I will hear out the people that think let's give Beanie a run because, you know, he's deserved an opportunity and. You know, it's not going well with this, and we all know a change is coming, so let's just give him a run. And I would say back to you, I'm not so sure this locker room is prepared for that. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that they would take to it the way that you're just insinuating that they would. I'm not saying they won't, but I'm not saying they would. Yeah, just from right. being around it, and, and I don't know, have you been hearing the complaints? Because they're complaining about him. Yeah. So I don't really know whether that's the right thing to do or not. I don't think there's any other coach that I would logically look at and go, that person should be elevated. I don't think you're going to hire Jeff Saturday to coach the team. Okay? <laughs> right? Here's here's the part that I... You don't want Josh Harris to do a rocket sausage uh, no. press conference. Here's the part that I would like to know that I actually think is a fair question to ask of the ownership, but you will not get an answer to. 
we're all assuming that they are exerting some influence here on these decisions that happen today. Yeah, I think so, because I don't know. I mean, would Ron have wanted to, if just left by his own devices, wanted to trade one or both of them? I don't know. It doesn't seem to be in his best interest moving forward. Doesn't feel that way, right? Mm -hmm. So we all just assume that the ownership is doing that. Who's advising them? Right. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Who's advising them? Yeah. Because, you know, no offense to any of these owners. None of them have been in the NFL as football owners. Yep. Right? And I think they're going to – this group of people have, to this point, and I think will into the future – They've allowed the professionals to do their job. Mm-hmm. They have not stepped in once. I've heard this about them that they won't. I'm short of Magic Johnson saying, I don't think seven points is good enough, and I would agree with <laughs> this him. This is a fact, yeah. Fact. <laughs> true. Not going out on a Thanks limb for on lobbing that one. The bo- yeah, but it, when it comes from him, it's a bomb, which I loved it. I was like, he just lobbed the bomb. He's been doing it at the Lakers forever. Right. You know, he just well, lobs these, bo- these obvious yeah, lob bombs, but when he says it, you know, uh, it's... It's the Looney Tunes yeah. Acme bomb. Yeah. Is what, is what his tweets are. Because yes. it's like, uh oh. And then it blows up right in front of you because you have right. nothing to say to it. Anybody I mean. else who says it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but when he says it, it's like, uh huh. Yeah, right. I would, I think it is fair to try to figure out are they talking to people about what they think they should do with sure. the current roster? I mean, I'll, I'll kick Who's this, advising them on that? I'll kick this to you. They just hired that analytics person. Like, is that person looking at the draft value and saying, get x to y to z to try to get draft picks i I gotta i gotta tell you i mean i wish the chase thing played out differently i really do i mean just i he represented what i thought was he's like one of those guys when you draft him you think this is going to be our guy that changes everything for us and unfortunately it just didn't play out that way and i know people are going to look at this and think it was a bad trade but i gotta tell you i don't agree with that like (laughs) look at his production Think about his injury history. Know what you got to pay him on the other side of all of this. Or, yeah. I don't know, let's just say the 49ers get him for half a year and they decide not to give him a BOSA contract because they already gave a BOSA contract. Right. They're renting him. Mm-hmm. Or if they're not renting him, they're looking at paying him a deal that is not in line with something like that. So guess what? Even they are recognizing the 49ers, think about that for a second, who acquired him today. The 49ers acquired him today to try to get over the top. They're taking a leap of faith by bringing him in. They're going, you know what? We have a million picks. Let's right. just give one away. And let's see. Maybe we hit the jackpot. You know, he helps us. He gets a few sacks for us. He might not even start for that team. Yep, right. And right. And so at the end of all of this, he is, you think he's getting $30 million a year from them? He's not. They already gave a defensive end $30 million a year. So if I told you that he ends up getting that they got a third round pick for a guy who's going to make 10 to 15 million next year, you'd actually think, oh, they got out of it the right time. Yeah, because that is a distinct possibility of what happened today. Sure. You know, I was arguing. All right. Listen, if you're going to trade Montez Sweat, which I knew they were going to, if you're going to do that, if you're not going to get a real offer for him, I would argue just keep him around and limit his mobility on the open market next year, and then hopefully generate a better deal. Hopefully he performs better this year. Hopefully he has 12 sacks. It looks pretty good. And it would be enticing for another team to go, what do you want for him? And you often get better deals in the offseason anyway because it's pre-draft and people are looking at it differently and they've got cap room and they can figure out what they want to do. This is not the best time to trade people, just in general. It's not. But... 
Once the third round, if it was a second round pick, I would have been, this a no brainer. Third round pick, I know some people are looking at it and just thinking because of who he is and what his name is, that that's a steal for the 49ers. We'll see for the rest of the yeah. year. I'm not rooting against him, but just think for a second here. Chicago acquired Montez Sweat because they think he's part of their future and they're about to pay him $25 million a year. I don't think San Francisco acquired Chase Young today to pay him $30 million a year. Of course they didn't. Right. They already have they already have contracts that are allocated like that. Correct. Yeah. They don't have room to do another one of those. Mm-hmm. That's right. They don't. They already pay Trent Williams that, Nick Bosa that, Javon Hargrave gets that, Fred Warner's got that now, McCaffrey gets that, Debo's got that. They didn't acquire him to give him that kind of contract at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, they acquired him to rent him. Correct. Because then they're going to get the compensatory pick, too. Right. They also have, um, I saw Schefter tweet this too, they have a couple of picks coming back to them because of the new um, coaching hiring um, practices. So like oh, D'Amico Ryan's and, getting a head coaching Oh, right, gig, they're going to get gives, a third-round pick out of this. And I think, they got an, I think there was another coach that got hired too, or maybe a front office person that got hired too that said they have a pair. Rand Carthon. Yeah, so there you go. So they were going to have He's the GM three. with the Tennessee Titans. Now. There you go. So they were going to get three third-rounders regardless. Mm-hmm. One of those is going back to us, and they know full well too – with Chase, they get a compensatory pick if he walks. Correct. So re- literally, they're just giving up draft space, literally to figure it out. To figure it out, Chase Young is going to be a free agent next yeah. winter, right? And I'll be interested to see where he goes for sure. Because yeah. I don't think. And let, listen, if he has a great run with them, they might. But their salary cap does not read yep. like that. They're renting him and looking at him, going, "All right, let's take a shot." Yep. It's just a third round pick. If he blows up a game or two or play or two. Great. Right. Yeah. It just makes us better. Yeah. But there's no intention on their part. Montez was a quite. See, this is what I wanted the Bears to do it with Chase <laughs> because they'd sign him. But yeah. they're doing it to sign the guy. Montez Sweat is going to get a uh, extension probably in the next week. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're probably already talking to him about it. Right. Like, unless, why would they acquire him otherwise? Unless, they didn't. They're two he, and six. Unless he doesn't like, want, doesn't want to stay there. <laughs> they can franchise him. Sure, sure. Yeah, they, they absolutely could. I'm sure Sweat would go, thank you very much. I'll play on the one year. No, I'm convinced they're going to give him a market deal. That's yeah. what they've done when they've gone out and acquired people. They've given them right. the money. To- so we'll have to see. And on Rivera, I just, for those who think like this signaled like he's going to get fired, I don't see that right I, now. I've, I've never seen that either. And I think he's going to be the coach for at least the rest of this season. And then we'll see where we are at the end of it. I, I you know, I think. You know, I'll have to learn more about who exerted the pressure to do this. I think I know who did. I'd like to know who's consulting the owners on this because I think that'd be very interesting to know who's in their ear about roster management, assets, draft picks, if you want to re-sign a guy, if you don't want to re-sign a guy. Like, keep in mind, like, I don't know what a market would have been for Cam Curl. It wouldn't have been anything like this. But he's on an expiring contract, and he's going to get decent money next year, whether it's here or somewhere else. Well, they put out a report immediately saying, we're not trading him. We want to re-sign him. Who's telling them to do that? Yeah, right. Is Ron telling him to do that? And they're listening to Ron? Is Marty Herney telling him to do that? Or Martin Mayhew? Or is it somebody else? Or is it analytics? I mean, <laughs> is it analytics? Right. Is it someone else who's in their ear yeah. saying, let me take a look at this whole thing. Give me the first half of the season. Okay, this is what I think you ought to do with this stuff. Yeah. And it's just their opinion, but it's going to be in- interesting to see whose opinion that is yeah. that they've got in their ear right now. The second part of all of this, by the way, that I haven't mentioned is here you have a new owner who is looking at the roster or at least looking at it overall. 
and he's looking at the market and he's going, all right, if I have to resign Chase Young and or Montez Sweat, they're going to cost $25 million each or whatever the number is going to be. That sounds about right. Chase may be different depending on what he gets on the open market. But I also think he's looking at it from an ownership standpoint. I'm about to hand out another big contract on defense to another one of these guys. Yeah, it, and, it's the price but, you do in business. No, 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 no. but what I'm, what I'm getting at here is he's going, I'm paying all these contracts out and the marketability, actually, of the superstar type player that I can throw on billboards, have the fans be excited about, that they respect. I don't think it belongs to either of those two guys. because No, I agree, but I, I don't know. The Niners paid Bosa, who's a marketable person, but then they paid Hargrave. Yeah, all right. They gave Fred Warner the money. Sure. He's a middle linebacker. Yeah, but if, yeah like he's, it, he might be the best linebacker in the league, though. Right. I mean, and, well, but that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the price of doing business is you pay guys who are excel at their positions. Right. But the that's diff- all. The it diff- doesn't matter which position it is. You pay guys who excel at their positions. The difference, though, is— And that's why Allen and Payne got paid. You're not throwing— you throw Allen up on a billboard here. Nobody outside this region knows who he is or sure. thinks of him as a superstar. Here's the thing, though. He's a big deal here, right? You know. But I would say though, John Allen stands up there in every post game press conference most of the time. He didn't this past weekend, but for the most part, because he didn't want to talk about this, right? That's why he speaks yeah. to the media, speaks his mind, has quotes. When he talks, you listen. I'll be interested He's, to hear what he has to say tomorrow. Right? Exactly. But the fan base—he'll be diplomatic, but I really want to hear what he has sure. to say. But the fan base knows who he is, knows who Terry McLaurin is, knows who Payne is. Honestly, Payne not as strong as Allen when it comes to that type of stuff. But those are two guys. I don't think you really are worried about handing over the money and then not worrying about your return on the other side. Whereas with both Sweat and Young, the fan base had soured on Chase Young like so badly that you and I had to kind of defend him going into the season because yeah. people were saying just outrageous things about a guy who. Had it panned out? No. Was he the worst guy in the world, though? No. no not no, at all. No, and he's not a bust. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it's, that's, the, that's the hard part with him. He's not a bust. He right. is a good player. He had a very serious injury. He overcame it. It took him the amount of time he needed because the doctors knew that was going to be the case. Yeah. I actually think the team did him a disservice last year when they were telling people in the spring he might be back by the season. When every doctor I talked to with the team was like, he won't be back by the by the beginning of the season. In fact, we'll be lucky if we get him back midway through. Tell everybody that. Yeah, right. Because now you're making it look like he's slow rolling his way back in, and that's not fair to him. Like, you should have... You should have been honest with everybody, and it was hard for me because I have this information, and I can't say it. And I'm sitting there listening to these reports going, he's not playing in the opener. I don't know why they're – remember, finally by week two of training camp, Ron was like, we're putting him on IR and he can't play. (laughs) And I went, thank God, take the pressure off this guy. They can't medically clear him to play for at least six weeks. Why in the world would you even suggest he might be coming back? That's not fair to him because now everybody's asking him, why aren't you practicing? It's not fair to him. So – I think in some ways, like they're culpable too, you know, and then when you don't get the most out of people, yeah, I do think it's fair to ask, is it on the player? Is it on you? Is it on your infrastructure here a little bit? You didn't get the most out of him. I think Montez Sweat turned into a really, really good player who's about to get a very big contract. And there was a big time draft pick that was traded for him. He's a success story. Is he what I'd hoped he'd be? No. You know, but I hope everybody ends up being a pro bowler. He's not. Yeah, right. He's a very good player who's not a top 10 defensive end. He's a very, very, very good player, and I wish him the best with the Bears, and I hope he has a great career from here, and I hope he stays healthy and gets all the things he deserves. But I will be surprised if he turns into Miles Garrett. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes. 
but they're going to pay him like him. Yeah. See, that's what I'm getting at, too, is that Miles Garrett is a superstar in this league. Yes. People talk about him in all the league circles. It doesn't matter. Max Crosby. Yeah. Uh, Miles Garrett. Yep. Nick Bosa. To a lesser degree, Bosa's brother. Sure. For a period of time, Khalil Mack was that. Yep. Micah Parsons is this mm-hmm. right now. Right. He's ridiculous. Yes. Thibodeau's maybe 50-50. We'll I'd go, see. I'd go Hutchinson in Detroit. I mean, look at the Eagles right now. The Eagles have an unbelievably productive edge rush that has almost no money spent in it between yep. Reddick and Josh Sweat. They don't pay either one of them anywhere near what they're worth. Right. And with Montez... I think he's a real. I just I've landed on. It's been this way for a while. He's a really, really, really good player. He's not a great one. Yep. He he's a good player on a winning team. He's not a guy that's a pro bowler. Yes, exactly. And they were at a point where they had to make a decision about him. And oh, by the way, they have the worst scoring defense in the league, and they're three and five. And with him on this team, they've won no playoff games. Right. As uh, as Doc likes to point out to the canines. What have you won? Correct. We always get, we oh, we fall in love with these guys. We want them to be here, even if they haven't won anything. Right. They haven't. We got to pay them all this money. They haven't won anything. Can't sniff a jockstrap, as you would say. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough day, though. I mean, I hate being in this. I hate that we're this team. You want to keep your talent. And it is it is a symbol of a failure on some level when yeah, you are trading people here's, like this. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to downplay it or cover for them. It's a symbol of a failure when you're trading people like yeah, this. Yeah, but I would counterpoint that. Because yeah, they are good. That's the point. They're not bad. Here's my counterpoint of all of it, though, is with a Dan Snyder-owned team, we would literally wait until these guys had zero value or have extended them already. Or ha- would have... It, it would have they would have extended Chase Young this offseason. Correct, exactly. Before even knowing if he was healthy enough right. to be the guy that and, they want and, him to be. And at the bare minimum. And then the rest of the locker room goes, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> How but, do you give him all that money without knowing? We're busting our you-know-what's off, and we can't get in the door with the guy, right. and you're just giving it to him That's because right. his name is Chase Young. Correct. And yeah. so what I will argue is at least on the other side here is that there's a direction. Yes. That they're going, we want draft capital. We want assets that will help us get younger, will help us move around in the draft if we need to move. In fact, if we need to move up into the top five and get a quarterback or whatever, whoever the what the next regime decides, yeah. we have that flexibility now. And yeah. you know what? It sounds the bar is absolutely so low with this franchise when it comes to that, though. Yeah. But that's where we're at here. And even I'm looking at it as a win, though. They've never quote unquote sold in my lifetime. Right? Like, they've never, no. ever... I mean, that's that's the hard part of today. They're never the guys getting the second-round pick. They're always throwing the second-round pick for Jason Taylor or McNabb or whoever yeah. the hell else. It, it, the, insert the former superstar here. They're never this team. And for me, at least, as a younger fan, I'm like, all right, at least we're going in a direction that seems like everybody is on board with and we're going. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, that's the hard part today for me is I don't like my team being in this of course. mode where right. this is what we're doing. Like, we're, we are trading off valuable, good players, you know, good guys, sure. good players, not problems, you know, like good guys. And one of them was a symbol of what the rebirth was supposed to be. He was one of the latest symbols of it. And we're trading him off before a second contract. We didn't even pick up a fifth-year option on the guy. We're trading him off. That's hard to take. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And I don't ever want to be in this position, but I know why they did what they did, and I understand why they did what they did. And I will tell you, for whoever is making the decisions next year, having this off of the plate and not viable for you to have to deal with, with all the cap room you already have, um, the... 
it's wide open for whoever comes in to make these decisions to reshape this team fast, actually. Yep. Yep. Exactly. There's not a lot of commitments. You are committed to McLaurin. You're committed to Payne. You're committed to Allen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's your own real commitments. You know, Wiley, uh, we're complaining about his contract. He's not making that much money. Right. It's only for a couple more years. Oh, he, Nick Gates is a mistake. If you dead cap him, it's like no loss on your cap. Yeah. It's not even a big deal. Like, it, it's, like, if that ends up being a mistake, it just ends up being a mistake. It's not a big deal. Curtis Samuel's up. So is Logan Thomas. So is Kendall Fuller. So is Antonio Gibson. So is Charles Leno. So is Sadiq Charles. Like, whoever's coming in here, they're going to have a lot in front of them to work with, yep. actually, to shape it the way that they want to. And not that I would think anybody would come in and change things overnight, but they're not going to walk into a mess because oftentimes if a new group comes in, they got to clean up a mess before. Right. There's not really a mess here. It's can you make the right decisions coming out of the gate? It's going to be Correct. we're going to hit the gun and we want to see you sprint because you can with this that, team. That's right. Teams like the Cardinals were like, we're in a mess with all these guys. They just got rid of everybody. Yes. Minnesota's been half and half with it. Yeah. Where worried. they had a mess, but the GM doesn't want to totally clean it up. He wants to try to play it both ways. Look what's happening. You know, like they're middling now. I, I now point to two teams that I think this team needs to not model, but look at them and see what they've done. And I think it's it's funny that we're going to be looking at these two teams, but disagree with me if you want. I think it's the Jaguars, and I think it's the Lions. That Philadelphia they, Eagles. Well, of we course, need to Philly. emulate that team. They have not. I hit, don't know what they do, but they've been doing it for twenty plus years. But those so two teams—that's th- who I want to be. But go look at those two teams, in that the Eagles have hit on so many of their draft picks, they can kind of play around with their drafts a little uh-huh. bit, right? When you look at the Jags, you look at the Lions. They were not fully out of their mistakes, but they started they also to develop. Who thought Jalen Hurts yeah. was going to be a superstar? Sure, sure. They did no, no, and of developed course. him that way. Even after his first year, people were like, that guy ain't going to be it. Right. But for the other two teams, though, look at them. They spent wisely. They still signed free agents, but they didn't sign the top cornerback or the top defensive lineman. They- Ooh, the Jaguars did. The Jaguars got Brandon Sheriff, okay. Alua Khan. Right. Uh, Christian Kirk, who they were that's made true. fun of, Evan Engram. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, so they went they went on a wild spending sure. spree last right. year. It's worked out sure. because they got the right coach with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. So all really, I'm all is, of it is Trevor Lawrence has turned out to be what we thought he would be. He's good. Right. Will he be great? I'm not sure, but he's good. Sure. No, really, that's, I said from the get go with him, I go. The floor on him is he's good. Yeah, but flip the that to the Lions, is, too. Is he great? Flip that to the Lions, yeah. too, though. They turned golf into a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. He was in a Super Bowl before he went there. I know people <laughs> want to forget that part, but he was in a Super Bowl. I mean, he was Peyton Manning-esque. They were not letting him do it. He man. wasn't terrible. You can't be terrible and be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, okay, I'll, I'll agree. Impossible. I'll agree. But still, people were soured on him out there, and so... They get him. Remember, they got remember they got a draft pick for taking him. You know who's not in the Super Bowl? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Like, he could be pretty good. Right. You know who's not in the Super Bowl? Jameis Winston. Sure. No. I, not going to happen. Right, right. I'll agree right? with you. Jared Goff was. And we could say he's a product of the system. You could say that McVay coached it up or did whatever. But he must be good on some level to get sure. there. Because he would have ruined them if he was terrible. Right. So they got a guy who was experienced. And when I watch him now... He's fine. Right. I don't look at him and go, that's a top five quarterback. No, of course I not. don't look at it that way. But I look at him like He's last fine. night where he makes a couple throws that make you go, where, hmm, that's, that's a pretty good quarterback. Where they've killed it the last two years is their draft. Aiden Hutchinson's right. a star. Sure. 
Jacksonville, you won't talk about making a mistake. They picked Trayvon Walker over him. Yeah, right, right. That guy's a star. Yeah. Look at their draft this year. You want to talk about things have turned. That Jameer Gibbs guy was amazing last night. Fantastic. Brian Branch is very, very, very good. This linebacker is an automatic starter. And they got one other guy I can't remember at the top of the draft who's like killing it this year. Right. They're killing it on that. Sure. But I'm, I'm looking at two also-ran franchises that we were in the same tier with yep. for a long time. That's right. That have turned it around. Yes. I would Eagles, like our Trevor Lawrence. Sure. Maybe but, Sam Howell's that, but, but I maybe, would like that. And I agree with you. With like Detroit, the, that that trade is turning into the biggest win-win of all time. Yes. Like People think, like, oh, they got Stafford. They went, Detroit won here, too. They got a lot of draft assets and a quarterback who can play, yes. and they managed it correctly. Right. What I'm getting at, though, is those are two franchises. The Eagles would be great. If we could become the Eagles, great. But those two are the more in line of what we're at right now. A couple good players. You need to overhaul a little bit. Not the entire roster, but you need to overhaul a little bit. Probably make one of those blockbuster trades yeah. or try to hit on your draft picks like they're going to try to do now, now that they have even more draft picks going into this year's draft. I mean, because of today, I haven't gotten around to James Harden, <laughs> which I guess I'll do next. Josh's other big Josh, move of the yeah. day. What a mover and shaker he, didn't he sleep. was today. He didn't sleep last night. He needs to trade a devil right now. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> That's not going to happen. He that needs team. to transfer one of his soccer players and trade a devil, and then he'd, he'd be the uh, all-time. He might have the MVP right now on the devil, so they're not making any moves. They should trade him. Luke Hughes, they're not going to do anything. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.